David, I've got two words for you, okay? Tell me the words now. Odell 2.0. Oh my gosh. I know that 2.0 is not actually a word, but uh, did you see the George Pickens catch? Crazy word. It's one of the best catches. Uh, The rookie too, bro. He's in a Steelers uniform. He's from Georgia. I think that's one of the best debuts you could possibly have. But uh, yeah, anyway. Fourth career catch. Yes. It was so crazy though. It was like he had like four, like three fingers on it, and then it just kind of all gravity stopped and just stuck to his hand. <laughs> yeah, he just pulled it, it in. It did like, not look natural. Yeah, that, that's why impressive. I honestly think that 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 part of it was more impressive than the actual Odell catch because Odell could like pull it into his chest, right? But Pickens yeah. had to actually like pull it across his body and land on the ball and still not fumble it. And that was pretty crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, this is the Fair Catch Podcast. I'm Evan Wilson. This is David Warren. And uh, today we're going to preview some games, give you some predictions, some uh, dark horse uh, projections, if you will. So, yeah. We got a pretty Buckle packed show. In, boys. Here we go. Let's These get into takes it. This might get crazy. is George Pickens, and he hauls it in. So the rookie who looks so good in preseason has sparingly played the first two weeks, makes a great catch. Rookie on rookie, and what a catch with the right hand by George Pickens. The Colts are back at it again, ready for another loss to Patrick McGoat. Or will Matt Ryan, historically dominant against the Chiefs for whatever reason, prove that it's a Patrick Mahoax? Evan? Please explain. Well, that was quite a lead-in. Thank you very much. But I the, try my best. The Colts are averaging 10 points a game. And the Impressive. Chiefs are averaging 35 points a game. And I don't think that's going to change very much for this one. Uh, the Colts may have Michael Pittman Jr. back, but I don't think it'll matter because Mahomes has shown that he can pretty much dismantle anybody even without Tyreek Hill, which is very impressive. Uh, the mm-hmm. Chiefs defense has held up. It's been pretty solid. Um, the uh, they've allowed 252 yards uh, a total passing in two games, which is very good. Uh, so yeah, I think that the Chiefs uh, have another win on their belt, and that uh, after the test that they suffered last week when they had to almost lose to the Chargers, uh, they'll, they'll they'll clean house here. Uh, in Indianapolis. You any other well, takes on that? Let me raise you something. Hmm. Matt Ryan is now behind a better O-line to maybe deal with Chris Jones a bit better. He's got receiving help, as you mentioned already. But here's something crazy. Matt Ryan has a 7-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio against the Chiefs in his career. What are your thoughts on that? Well... That may be true, but it's also in a completely different offense. You see, we talked about uh, Frank Reich on uh, Tuesday, and I think that his game plan is not exactly ideal for Matt Ryan for some reason, because Matt mm. Ryan has one touchdown to four interceptions on the year. Pretty good quarterback. Whatever they're doing is not working. Now, if they do want to win this game, here's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to actually give it to Jonathan Taylor. 
and then they're going to hit uh, uh, Michael Pittman on the sidelines uh, for some big plays. So opening up, opening it up with Jonathan Taylor, uh, trying to get a win, a really gritty, hard win uh, to open it up. Uh, and then uh, after that drive, they will try to air it out with Matt Ryan. So hopefully he's got more than a limp noodle or the limp noodle that we've seen from his arm uh, pretty much. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for the Chiefs that's and Colts. need to discuss about these cool, cool, historically cool. poverty franchises. That's true. What's our yeah, next game, David? Oh, this next game might be one of the craziest yet. Chargers versus Jaguars. Will this be the biggest blowout we've seen since the AFL era? Evan, give us your thoughts. Well, you see, the Chargers are dealing with a quarterback injury in a cartilage mm. uh, rib. Shout out, uh, my boy. Yeah, your 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 uh, Jay Herb. My your, uncle. What, what what's the ad he always does? That's like the freaking uh, like Doctor deodorant. Squatch. Yeah, yeah, Squatch. That's right. So cleans up nice. I think that they will struggle a bit. I th- I hope to see more Austin Eckler in this game uh, more than they have been because they haven't really been giving it to him that much. Uh, they've they've kept him a little involved in the passing game, but it's mostly been the Mike the Mike Williams show because Keenan Allen has also been out and he might actually be out for this game. Uh, I think that that gives the Jaguars a real chance to really show what they've got as a team. Uh, they'll really have to you know dig deep and have. A winning record for the first time in like I don't even know how long uh, at least in the past two years uh, I think Trevor Lawrence can ball against this this uh, team I think he's unlocked something with Christian Kirk because they had a big week with him last last uh, last week I I don't know I I know you don't like the sound of that but uh, time will tell time yeah. will tell yeah that's true All right, I think the Chargers will win I, I think they're the favorites. I really think it all depends on how uh, they're my favorite. Justin Herbert will play because if he can play to at least you know a good enough capacity, then that'll be fine. But you've also got the the um, the reality of he's dealing with the cartilage injury, which you can have injections to relieve the pain, right? But Chargers are pretty good with that in their history. Well. Yeah, except who know. except the fact that uh, Justin Herbert's career was born out of Tyrod Taylor having a botched injection <sighs> from a cartilage rib injury. <laughs> well, the, the viewers don't necessarily know that. Okay, I'm just trying to, you know, Ramirez knows. Way. You're listening, um, Ramirez. Yeah, shout out, shout shout out to you. Okay. We got to hurry along, though. All right, all right. Next game, next game, next game. The Brady Bunch are back and looking better than ever. But this time they're in Packer land. Who do you think comes out on top, Evan? David, you've really got to stop these. Okay. Um. So, the Bucks. I think I'm pretty funny. I mean, sure. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So, Bucks... They don't look very good right now. I'll just put it I'll put it uh out there. Offensively, that is. On defense Wide receiver core, they're looking grim. Uh yeah. Defense, they look fantastic. Uh they've they're the number one graded defense by PFF. 
they have um, probably just the best defensive front we've seen. Um, that is not named uh, the Buffalo Bills because they have been dominant as well. But uh, I believe the Buccaneers have the best scoring defense as well, which is very good, especially with a Green Bay offense that is going to rely heavily on running backs because uh, Aaron Rodgers apparently doesn't like his wide receivers and never throws to them. So uh, he's going to have to throw it to A.J. Dillon a lot, and I don't think that the Bucks are going to have a trouble taking care of that. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm very frustrated that Mike Evans is out because he did nothing wrong in shoving Marshawn Lattimore because mm. Lattimore is kind of a turd That's and true. uh we've seen him we we've seen Mike Evans do worse and get suspended, but that suspension um was different than this one because first of all, Lattimore was shoving around uh Leonard Fournette and then he started getting chippy with Tom Brady. And at that point, what are you going to do as you as your number one wide as the number one wide receiver? You're going to protect your quarterback. You sure as heck are. So it, when he rushed in and defended him, defended him, uh, you know I got no problem with that. Uh, the league should have reversed it when Mike Evans appealed it, but you know whatever. So they'll be stuck with Julio Jones and uh, a Russell Gage, I believe, uh, along with you know Scotty Miller, Brashad Perriman, the usual the usual folks they've got there. Uh, Which isn't that's not like bad, but it's just not Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, we're gonna see a lot more of Leonard Fournette in this game. So he will make do. I'm sure this game is gonna be very ugly. I, I, it's on I Sunday. think the Bucks win personally. Yeah, I think that that because Tom Brady is Tom Brady, he'll find a way. But Aaron Rodgers Even... has just never had like not elite weapons uh, in Devontae Adams, and he's now having to rely on running backs in the passing game. And I don't think he'll know how to deal with that with Tampa Bay's front. Wow. Yeah, I think the issue is Bakhtiari still isn't there. Elton Jenkins still isn't there. Without your starting tackles and with that pass rush that Tampa Bay has, I feel like you're not exactly going to have a cakewalk here. And on top of that, there's the Buck secondary is the second best in the league, in my opinion. Second to maybe only the Packers, oddly enough. But at the same time, this should still be entertaining. Yeah. So your uh the the Packers struggles in week one, does that scare you at all? Because they faced the the Vikings and Justin Jefferson just carved. Aaron Rodgers last year did so bad in week one, still won MVP. I don't think he's gonna win it again. Let's not be crazy, but I'm not I'm not sure that even against a division rival with pretty solid underrated defenses the Vikings. It makes sense, you know? And also the Packers are like a momentum type team. So I feel like the moment um the Vikings went up a score, Aaron Rodgers just like gets very conservative with throws and he doesn't He doesn't play very risks. well with a behind. Yeah. He's definitely I feel like I've said this a hundred times outside of the podcast, talking to other people, but they are most definitely a momentum team. Because mm-hmm. if Rodgers wants to, like he'll drop forty on the Bears if he really like feels like it, just because he hates the Bears so much. Yeah, and he's just so good against them. Cause he owns, but them, you know, right? yeah, he does. He has that WWE belt. Sure, gotta remember that. <laughs> the but, Chicago uh... World Champion. <laughs> 
I mean, he's got more rings than Chicago's gotten since 1986. That's something. I mean, I guess you could say that. But here's what's really funny, is that even without Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, more likely than not, will be able to do something, but I still think the Bucks win here. It's almost inevitable. Yeah. That's my two cents. I think that Tom Brady's due for a bit of a bounce back game. I I I have just a feeling in my what? in my you know a feeling in my gut that he will, you know, get get really He'll pull something out where there, where there seems to be no way he will find a way to throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns and uh, resurrect his uh, season right now because no quarterback besides uh, Mahomes and Herbert and Allen are having actually just uh, just baller seasons besides like Jalen Hurts, I guess. But we have to see that more of him. doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. All right. He's had a cupcake schedule. <laughs> Anyways, so that's it for Bucks. I agree with you. I believe they win the game, but I would not be surprised if it got really close at the end. I just hope that Gaier uh, Alexander plays well. I like him. That's true. He's pretty cool. Again, great secondary from the Packers. Okay. Pretty cool, guys. There's one right. game I do need to talk about. Okay. There's one team, there's one team I absolutely have to comment on because I have not yet. The Bengals are trash. They're 0-2. They suck, bro. They're averaging uh, uh, 200 passing yards a game, which is uh, not very good for a team that has uh, what you called the best receiving core in the entire league. Uh, has a newly revamped offensive stand line by that. <laughs> and a Super <laughs> Bowl quarterback. I I don't I don't get how this I don't I don't get how this is going. So the Cincinnati Bengals are facing the New York Jets right now, who are averaging twenty points a game, which is greater Joe than the Colts, wins. than the Bengals, than the Buccaneers. Uh, so they're pretty hot right now, but they're also the Jets. So if Cincinnati loses this game. I vow to never speak of them on the podcast again until they uh, either like if they do make the playoffs, I'll talk about them. But if they don't, which they're not nice. going to, if they go in three, uh, then, you know, that's it. I, I won't speak of them again. Uh, I don't necessarily mind if they win or lose here, because all that matters is Joe Burrow has played poorly this year. Offensive line revamp or not, he sits in the pocket too long. That's not good. Or he just isn't, like, he's not quick enough on his throws, and he just, you know, can't really do anything about it, and then he takes a sack, and it's like, oh, well, his O-line is bad. You have Lyle Collins up there. You got so many free agents up there. He also has some pretty good pass-blocking tight ends. So I don't necessarily think he has many excuses. The Jets' defense is next to nothing. DJ Reed has surprisingly proven to be a very good corner this year. He's allowed a 0.0 passer rating, so far, <laughs> which is, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, Sauce Gardner already looking like a great player. Um, but besides that, I mean, Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. And T. Higgins and everyone who matters on that team. The Bengals are the better team here. Paper and in terms of how they play. 
if they lose, we will have no one to blame but Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow puts up like all right, three touchdowns, um, like three hundred fifty passing yards, like game winning drive, oh, dropped a catch. Okay, that's not Joe Burrow's fault. If the score is like twenty to seven at the end of the game, it's like what were you doing? Like how does that happen? At that how do point, you lose to the Jets? At that point, I think it might be a Zach Taylor problem. Because there's no way that a roster that talented can not score, you know, something against this Jets team. It's mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't even make sense. So I'm kind of acting like it's already happened because if it does happen, I will it would never be really funny. I will yeah. I think it would be hilarious and I will never speak the Bengals again. I like the Bengals. They're cool. Uh they're divisional rivals to the Browns, which means I used to hate them, but now I I I love them. So uh, yeah, I uh, don't necessarily mind them, but mm-hmm. I feel like even, even though they made the Super Bowl, yeah, I think people are still overrated. Um, yeah, some of the players. You're, you're, you're cutting out. You're cutting out a little bit, but I I get what you're saying. Um, okay, I think I tried to fix it in here now. Oh, and now it's back. Okay, whatever. Well, yeah, Bengals, they were kind of overrated. They kind of f- fumbled their way into the Super Bowl. Uh, they had to, they went through like a, some joke playoff games. They had uh, a, a um, uh, you know, they had a meltdown for the Titans. Uh, they kind of went through uh, one of the rarest things you could possibly see, which is Patrick Mahomes having an off day and throwing for a couple picks. Uh, they had. So illogical that he would do that. Yeah, exactly. It's it still doesn't seem real. I'm not calling rigged here or anything, but like it's just like what? How did that happen? No, it's like a Giants 2007 moment. Like it it happens sometimes. You've got yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It might it might happen. In which case, this will be the final time we mention Cincinnati on the podcast. Thank goodness. Yeah, I learned to hate those fools. You right, never so, liked Joe Burrow, though. No, no, no. I'm a changed man. Oh, really? Let me let me get my point across here. Okay. My, hopefully, my mic is better. Yeah, your mic is better. Joe now. Burrow, um, Joe Burrow, and what's his name? Jesse Bates, very specifically. <laughs> those two people. Um, during the playoff series that they had, like they were, they were, they were like the. AFC North winners, right? Yeah, they, they won, won the division. division. Okay, good for them. AFC North had a very strange year. Ravens lost their quarterback. I think my mic is getting worse again. Whatever, I'll just power through here. Um, but everyone, everywhere, and I mean everyone, was like, dude, this is all due to the magical work of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, I'll give it to him. He had a crazy, crazy season. It was like Moss. It was crazy. If he keeps up even remotely close to that pace consistently, he's a Hall of Famer. Definitely. That's my genuine opinion. And, of course, Jesse Bates, because he's, like, you know, the star of the defense, whatever. But everyone else on that team was not getting nearly enough credit. Joe Burrow did not play well in a few of those games. And specifically in the Super Bowl, he had about four, three or four drives where he could have gotten a score. Didn't. And that allowed the Rams to pull away with the win. Whatever. Some of that can be blamed on the O-line, very obviously. But come on. You have four drives 
that end up in just nothing. You're up a score and you can't score to win. Like that's that's definitely got to be some blame on Joe Burrow. Here. I think a and lot that of defense it, yeah. was really really good throughout the playoffs. And of course, I know Cooper Cup's good, but they didn't really show up in the Super Bowl. And of course, people were still like, I still think they're the AFC favorites. Like you can't genuinely say no. that. It's the reason why they're they got so much the best credit team in the AFC. They got so much credit because they had been so bad without Joe Burrow. And when he did, when Joe Burrow was balling, it was in spite of the offensive line. I, those yeah, exactly. those two things made people go, "Oh my gosh, this guy can you know raise the dead," which is what the Bengals were before him. So just how they're not good, you know i I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna pull through. I think they're gonna have a bounce back season, but they're zero and two right now. I don't know. All right, we'll be back after this. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Rachel Harris has it. And he's over. Look. Rachel Harris. Grab the ball on a deflection. Five seconds to go. He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scores. All right, before we get into the next segment, I just wanted to say our Twitter is back up. You can follow us at fair underscore catch pod on Twitter. And uh, please DM us, ask us questions, and we will answer your questions uh, on the podcast as well as, well as you know, debate whatever proposition you've got uh, or something something like that. Um, as we long as it's, hear what you, know, you guys have to say. Yeah, as long as it's not like... As long as it's intelligent, we will we will bring it up. So, with that being said, David, you have a proposition. Just something to think about as you head into this Sunday. Now, a team that really isn't under the radar due to the absurd amount of media attention they're getting, but a team that isn't really being taken seriously right now is the Detroit Lions. Now, I know. I know. They're almost certainly not going to make the playoffs until they make some vast improvements at major skill positions, notably quarterback and notably wide receiver. But let's talk about something here. Their starts, their first few starts, and more likely than not, this third start coming up, they are hot right now. They lost by three to a very talented Eagles team and uh, a very, very talented um, uh, commander's team, at least offensively, mm-hmm. was also pretty much blown out of the water by Detroit. Kind of weird to think about. Jared Goff, I feel like, was definitely much better under McVay, but I feel like Dan Campbell has a bit more under his belt and hopefully will be able to do something here because he looks a lot sharper in these first few games. Amonra St. Brown has been playing out of his mind. He's popping off. I love the guy. For some reason, he's like, I remember every wide receiver that was taken before me in the draft, and I make sure to like kidnap one of their family members afterwards for what they did to me. It's I love a, it. It's a very bizarre so hatred good. he has because he can't control who's picked, but at the same time, he can't help but love him. Yeah, it's like the Brady DJ thing. DJ Chark up there. It's like the Brady it's, Six. Exactly. Yeah. 
You have DJ Chark up there after a trade from the Jaguars. Uh, interesting pickup, but he's proven to be good, you know? DeAndre Swift is averaging like 20 yards a carry really or good. something crazy. It, it's insane. The O-line yeah. has held up. That O-line is so good. has allowed, although a lot of points, has still slowed them somewhat. I feel like that's what needs to change. Most notably, they have Aiden Hutchinson who's playing well right now. I got three sacks uh, last week alone. But I mean, pass rush isn't everything. You need to stop um, the throws from connecting mm-hmm. because you can't rely on an edge rusher to break through the O line every single time. I see the Lions picking up a corner before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. That, will, that will complete the defense if they pick up a really good corner. I think that will solidify them. And give them enough, uh, especially like it, it, it. When you pick up a big name uh, during the season, it kind of galvanizes your team almost uh, because you've got like the new juice coming in. Uh, and I think that that be that would be good for them. I would not be surprised to see them try to you know just get a little bit more juice as they try to push into the weak NFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is that all you wanted to say on the Dolphins? Or on the Lions, sorry. Love the Dolphins. So sorry. Much. We'll um, talk about the Dolphins next one, week. We will, we will. One last thing about the Lions is that if they're able to keep this play up, you know, averaging, say, 24 to 28 points a game, right? Like, even though they're averaging right now like 35. It's 35. It's as much as the Chiefs. It's crazy. It's very bizarre. If they're able to just start really really hot this early i feel like some almost uncomfortable discussions will have to be made about how wrong people were about jared goff i don't like the guy i don't think he's good if i had a choice between most starting quarterbacks and jared goff i would take the other guy Mm -hmm. but i mean if he keeps this up he's looking good out there whether it's because he has um developing and now almost elite weapons or if it's the fact that he's actually playing smarter we'll have to see but at the same time i really feel like they can finish second in the nfc north i think most I really of it do think that's yeah. possible i think they most have, of it is because they he's have playing, the weakest schedule that's true he's playing with uh, a new system uh, a new offensive system because they've got so many weapons now he's playing with a amazing offensive line he's playing with a really good running back all of those things were true under Sean McVay uh, in 2017 and 18. Those are the types of things that make Jared Goff good. He will play this. He will play at this level, um, not quite at this level, but he will be in this stratosphere for the next couple of months at least, uh, until defenses kind of get settled. Because uh, what makes what separates September teams from December teams is their ability to separate and adapt on their offense. And I don't think Jared Goff can adapt as big as he needs to, as much as he needs to, uh, mm-hmm. in order to keep it up all the way until the playoffs. But they can make a lot of headway before then. I end with one final... Something to food for thought, if you will. Okay. Is Jared Goff going to be the Joe Burrow of this year? Or will he crash and burn like Mr. November Kyler Murray? Ugh. We'll have to see. Not even gonna just answer that. You know. Just just something to think about, man. Hey, DM us your answer to that question at Twitter. 
at fair underscore catch pod. Uh, I think that'll be it, I guess, for the Reply fair catch podcast. Reply with your favorite today. emoji. We'll react to them accordingly. Yeah, if you send um, a vomit, then um, we're we blocking will not you. respond to that. We will, one. Yeah, we'll block you. Okay, thank y'all for listening. Talk to you next bye time. Bye. Bye.